You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. I'm not good news. It's Just the good stuff, baby. I put a new uh, cabinet above, or uh, shelf above my desk for, nice. for manga, and I've hung a ring light off it. Ooh. Ooh. So Did now you, I got a ring light. That's in a stud, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just, just, make, just, just make it sure. <laughs> falls out of the wall, a terrible sound here, and then we Will just does the rest of the stream like a ghost story. Tyler, I, I do hardware stuff for a living. I know, <laughs> I know, but I just, I'm just waiting for the article to come out saying, Will Farr found dead in his apartment, manga, through his skull, something like that. And it's, yeah. Like, damn, Will had to the, go out that way? The Zorro statue falls and just like right through my... <laughs> right through my you're carotid. Final yeah. Destination. <laughs> there hasn't been a weeaboo in Final Destination yet. There needs to be. Yeah. Final Destination, but at, like, Comic-Con or Dragon-Con. Like, it's just all people at some horrible event that happens at Dragon-Con. <laughs> all drop their swords. Yeah. <laughs> Have I told you guys about the um, uh, Final Destination reboot idea I've had for a couple years? It's very rough, but I think it would make for an interesting series. Is it um, Final Destination plus reboot? Yes. No. Are you talking about just rebooting the franchise? Sorry. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> just like that would be incredible. That would be terrifying. Um, but no, it's it's like it's something I feel like the series was kind of leading towards and gets very good at. But I think if you make it entirely this, it would be very fun to watch. Um, if not, a little less character driven. But basically, same formula. You know, you have these people. Uh, narrowly avoided disaster and death is out to get them. But instead of like following them all and they're like, oh, we gotta go save this person. They're next on the flight list. Da da da. You just kind of like, you hear that in the background, but death is turns into this like huge like Rube Goldberg machine. It happens in the movies where you see like a gust of air blow in and then a candle falls down and something starts on fire. But like it starts like at the end of the accident they avoid and you just keep following like a little trail like, oh, this starts and like it just like within 72 hours, everyone's dead because of just like these little clever little machines and things like that. You want like Birdman, but Final Destination. Exactly. Just a constant chain of events that it just pans and yeah, that, I like that. I, I have no idea how I would write it or conceive it, but I like the idea. And I feel like we're going to see a Final Destination reboot in our lifetime, if not the next five years. And uh, I just want to pitch that to, I don't know, Sony. I thought you were going to, uh, I thought you were leaning towards my idea, which was Final Destination has been working towards the introduction of the Grim Reaper. Who has not never appeared in physical oh. condition, in, in in the physical form in Final Destination, and he's played by Polly Shore. And father, <laughs> you're next. I go out on my own. I want the, the whole world <laughs> to see. You death. <laughs> I think that that's a rich vein because mm-hmm. I think that would make it a lot less scary, or a lot more scary, depending on your <laughs> your view of Biodome. <laughs> Maybe you'd have to yeah. keep them in like a more enclosed space. I don't know. Something to think about. They sure you caused a lot of trouble in that bubble. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, little change of discussion here. Question for you guys: At what, like, at what point is it pool weather for you guys? Kind of a weird question, but Memorial Day. 
Memorial Day, no matter what the temperature is outside, anything like that, Memorial Day, that's pool time. I might dip my toes in like late April. Mm-hmm. If I have access to a Seven, pool. 76 degrees. 76 degrees? Okay. I would, that's I, would, that's... I feel like 80, 81. Because 76, you're going to get a pool of water that's no higher than 62 degrees. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting in the water, but I am going to the pool once it's above 75. Got you. Got you. I'll, I'll lay by the pool, maybe like maybe under a towel, or maybe mm-hmm. like just if, if it's in the sun, in the sun. <laughs> get a little blanket. <laughs> Do a little bit of reading. A little, little um, glass of milk. <laughs> it, it's, it's hard to say, Tyler, because uh, it's been what? It's been? It's early March, it's and brand- the high today was hey, 79. Fam. Like spring hasn't even hey, sprung, and that's that's enough for well to hit the pool. It's just getting warmer. Gotcha. Uh, so does 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 the answer to this question change if we're hot tubbing? You can hot tub in the winter. Hot tub, in hot tub in the winter. Hot tub anytime. Okay, okay. So I've hot tub in November. Hot tub in the morning. Hot tub in the evening. Hot tub. Hot tub. Hot tub. Supper time. <laughs> <laughs> when hot tubs on a bagel, you can have hot tub anytime. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Hot tub. Hot tub. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, producer Mel. <laughs> hot tub. <laughs> Polly Shore says hot tub. Hot tub. I hot can't tub. talk. Hot tub. <laughs> so about two weeks ago, the the weather started changing here. It's been kind of a cold winter out in the desert. It's banned. But but um, it it started getting up to like seventy six and above. And uh, one night, Monday night, like eight p.m., I was coming home. My apartment's near the pool. I saw a bunch of dudes in the hot tub. I was like, hell yeah. It's tubbing time. Uh, so I go home. It's next, tubbing time. It's next Tyler day. The fist movements. It's tubbing time. It's tubbing time. Uh, next day, Cuckle. come home. Same temperature. Same dudes tubbing. And I'm like, okay. Dudes okay. tubbing. Next day, 46 degrees. It's raining. The dudes are tubbing. And I'm like, okay. This is getting to be a little much. It's Those been guys two. Are stuck in that tub. It's, it's been two haven't. weeks. These boys are still tubbing. And straight, straight Taftin. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in that tub. Maybe I'll figure out between now and the next episode. But they're making boy brine. You should go get a just, just a good <laughs> measuring cup of that hot tub water. Make some ramen with it. Ooh, that's man. No. That's what. That's what the, uh, the brine. when you see when you watch football or sports center earlier in the morning and you see those like those ads for like ex athletes who are like. I take this and it ups my testosterone. That's what they're having. Nugenics. Yeah, nugenics. That yeah. they take the boy brine. Who called it they... that? Did no, one, <laughs> did no one look at that word? <laughs> hey, there's Nugen- a science word that rhymes with this. <laughs> In fact, just remove one letter. <laughs> yeah, this just sounds like it's a new version of it. Who's <laughs> <laughs> not your mom's eugenics? <laughs> it's your nugenics for teens. <laughs> It's, it's yeah. It does sound like a only uh, date boys who skateboard <laughs> <laughs> to make the gene pool rad. Yeah, as long as they skateboard or they tub. <laughs> sounds like if Pod went far right, that's what they would name their newest album. Sean, there's a house in Alpharetta at the very top of the hill by the by the uh, American Legion. Yep. Um, that has a it has like a not, I don't know if it's barstool sports, but they have like some some dudes rock flags yeah, outside. That, I don't know if a family lives there or if it's like eight men. I think it's eight men, and they have a hot tub, and they're always tub. Oh, they're tubbing too. They have like a hype house there. I think. What I think it's. I've. They're always out there drinking and tubbing. That's what we need. (laughs) They look so happy. They're right down the street from where I work. I could just go and visit. (laughs) I think one of them ran for city council. He did. 
I, I remember Colby told me about that last time I visited. Because <laughs> he had signs in his yard. I've, I've seen this house. I haven't oh. seen the tubbing. I can't yeah. verify the tubbing, but. It is I a think house tub- that stands out aesthetically. It I looks think like they removed the tub. Damn. Too much tubbing. Too much, uh, much tubbing. Pr- tub produce, too much. Producer Mal in the chat is very correct here. Gamer girl bathwater girlfriend. Hot tub boy Brian boyfriend. Yeah. Yes. You make Perfectly. the two together. Uh, you get One replenishes boy. health. One replenishes mana. <laughs> Mix them together, it's, it gets pretty pruny, pretty yeah. pruny, pretty quick. You get, you get a, a, a green and red herb, like like Resident Evil. <laughs> I was gonna say a baby boil, but that doesn't sound good. No. Oh jeez, that's a witch. <laughs> baby boil, baby uh, boil. <laughs> that sounds like Polly Shore saying "baby boy." <laughs> baby boil, <laughs> baby boil. <laughs> Introduce the damn show. Sorry guys, sorry. Yeah, everybody, this is episode one hundred ninety-two of Radish. Uh, if you guys remember, for the folks at home who've been listening for at least since the last episode, we've made some pretty big changes. We're not doing three show-and-tells anymore. We're doing kind of one show-and-tell edutainment section. That's going to be helmed by me this episode. God help us all. Um, we're also going to be talking about some fun news stories, and we're going to be wrapping it up by uh, celebrating uh, the new From Software game by designing our own Radish open-world video game. So... It's going to be a fun time. I am the host, um, the host with the most, Ruth's Tyler. Is that a Ruth's Chris reference? Yeah, that's a Ruth's Chris reference. <laughs> I'm Ruth's Will. <laughs> I'm Sean Back. <laughs> what is, is that? Oh. Is, it Nickel, is it Nickelback March? <laughs> no. If we were going Outback. to oh, yeah. we're, going, we're going Sean Back tonight. Then I'm, then I'm Long Wolf. <laughs> Here's, here's my question. Here's my question about Ruth's Chris. Is Chris the name of the steakhouse? Like, it doesn't make sense. No, it's Chris Ruth, is Ruth's. It's Ruth's. It's Ruth's Chris Hot Steakhouse. Top. Hot Top. It's going to be a hard <laughs> night. Uh, which I don't, I don't understand. It's, it's Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Who's Chris Steakhouse? <laughs> Ruth's Chris. I'm going to look this up. Who is Ruth and Ruth's Chris? Is that Chris's mother? And he's I just, think Chris is the name of the steakhouse. It's Chris Ruth's the building. Chris Steakhouse. Ruth owns the building. Named Ruth Chris. Did the dub. <laughs> Anyways. It well, became a part of Ruth's Hospitality Group after its acquisition of Mitchell's Fish Market. So it used to be Chris Steakhouse, but it was bought out by Ruth's Hospitality. Similar God, to how Chris, like you get like Chris fucking, Steakhouse is such a good name. <laughs> like you get like Terry's Ace Hardware. Now it's Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It's like Landry's Papa Dough. Uh-huh. God. Yeah, I feel like been, it's been long enough they can drop it. It's banned. Yeah, it's banned. <laughs> but what if have you been to like a, to a really fancy steakhouse? Yeah, I went to like the one of the Wolfgang Puck ones in Uh-oh. Singapore. Oh, and it was is is a two one one or two Michelin star oh, steakhouse. Damn, and it was a uh, it's a pretty good steak. I don't know. I was like, it's pretty good. Nice. I don't know if it's that much better than Outback or Longhorn. <laughs> well, what kind of steak did you get? Did you get like a ribeye? Did you get some wagyu? Did you get? No, me and me and my buddy split a hundred dollar steak. Nice. We were like, we're gonna do this. We'll, we'll go in. We used. We didn't eat all day because we were on a business trip. Uh-huh. We just used our entire per diem to split one steak. <laughs> wow. And it was like that oh, was a pretty good steak, but like, you get it well wasn't done. That much better. Yeah, we got it well done with ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> There's your answer. Well, they brought it out with like four people. Like one guy brought the steak out. One guy cut it. One guy just had a little vial of sauce he poured on it. And I don't even know if he worked there or not. But 
Like the thing is, like, yeah, one guy took a lot of pictures. I don't know what his deal was. (laughs) But if you go to like Longhorn or Alp, uh, yeah, Longhorn's the better one, I think. Yeah. Um, if you put if you take a steak and just soak it in butter and salt, it's gonna be really good. Like it wasn't that much better at the hundred dollar place than it was at the fifteen dollar place. Like Mm. I, I think steaks are like wine; they're a scam over a certain (laughs) price point. That's that's a fair assessment. I don't know. I've had some pretty shitty steak, and I have some like really good steak. But you can make a really good steak for fifteen dollars. That's true. You gotta get it uh, if you get the right kind of fry a steak. Ooh, Mm -hmm. you can take a Kroger steak and make it pretty good. I remember for Tyler. Do you remember the era of MasterChef when they were just like, "This episode is sponsored by Walmart," and they were like, "Walmart." Really good steaks, and <laughs> they were like really pushing. That like they were like, "Wow, this steak from Walmart's fantastic." I was like, "I'm not buying it." Still, I don't. Mm-mm. It's better than Ally Express, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I get my steak from Sheen. <laughs> no, we should put you know firm disclaimer here. As the host of the Radish Podcast, we only get our steaks from Omaha. Ugh. <laughs> Sean, are you okay? Omaha <laughs> Steak Club. Do you smell toast? <laughs> Omaha Steaks. This is going to be used in like uh, this. This clips from this episode are going to be used in like uh, like health education classes, so people know the signs of a stroke before they happen. <laughs> He's showing all the signs here, and his friends are laughing at him. <laughs> he said, "Hot tub." <laughs> 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 Anyways, our podcasts are used for future seventh grade health classes in the future. It'll be very useful, but, but a very certain unit, not the other one. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's a diving board video. Well, well, when we get to my show and tell edutainment thing, that'll be used in this other part of health class. Don't you worry. Uh, oh, but before we, we get, can we get the eyewitness song to play before that? Oh, we should. Dun, yeah, da, 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 I got da, it saved. Don't worry. Dun, da, 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 da. Oh, please. I don't uh, think I do. Come for us. <laughs> yeah. John Eyewitness. So, <laughs> got some good news. It's not really good news. And actually, I probably shouldn't have brought it because the last time we talked about this couple and their hygiene, I embarrassed myself in front of our guest, Lilith, who um, we ended up talking about hygiene for a really long time because I was uh, uh, really annoyed and upset. But Kristen Bell, Dak Shepard, back at it again with their nasty asses. So, <laughs> last year, if you guys remember Shepard on, Watch. On the Lilith episode, we were talking about how they and their children don't bathe for weeks on end. Like, they just go until something smells really bad. And we were talking about the merits and my perceived non-merits of that. But uh, these, these motherfuckers are back. So, Kristen Bell was on Dax Shepard's podcast. I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of this armchair expert or whatever it's called? Heard of the podcast. Uh, I'm not listening to it. Yeah. It's not on the IndieSaurus network. So why would it, I? Yeah, of exactly. Course, of course. I think it's some small podcast. Not a lot of people have heard of it. But Kristen was on the podcast talking about how, <laughs> no, number one, all four of the family sleep in the same room. So <laughs> Grandpa Joe style. <laughs> Grandpa Joe style. On first pass, you know, I'm not going to knock that. There's, you know, you know. That just happens. People do that. It's not as weird as as we might think. But the fact that they don't shower for weeks on end and then sleep in the same bed, uh, that that's nasty to me. And I'm gonna call that shit out. But they have one bedpan. <laughs> they uh, so they're they're in this bed, and Kristen starts no- noticing this just gross, gross, horrible smell. And she first writes it off because apparently the family farts so much in that room, it just smells like shit all the time. So she just <laughs> My whole out. family has gas, she said. I wake up in the morning and I go, uh, 
Wow, nobody's gas has dissipated, but it also smells like as it's burning. I've never heard a fart described as my gas has dissipated. Well, when you don't wash your ass for over a week, I <laughs> there's no real good way to to describe it. You're gonna get um, some new acoustic percussive like percussives if you don't wash your ass for a whole week and you fart. Oh man, it's gonna sound God. like the hyper pop, <laughs> like the chimes from Crash Into Me. <laughs> So they, they ignored the smell for a while because their family just smells like garbage. And then they found maggots in their mattress. And they were like, oh, something might be off here. Um, as it turned out, they have a very fancy mattress that you have to put water in and it regulates the temperature. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> the maggot eggs there. Water with maggots. <laughs> um, I guess Dax um decided to empty an old moldy cup of uh pre-workout or something into it instead of water and that's what made the mattress turn nasty instead of their unwashed selves but uh have you have you left whey protein in a cup for longer than i don't know four minutes no 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 it becomes the most foul substance on earth (laughs) it is like i i go to work with with one like i have for breakfast if i don't finish it and run to the sink and rinse it out before anything can set up that cup is ruined forever i uh, cannot imagine putting it in a mattress that four people sleep on and just letting it ride <laughs> <laughs> those maggots thought it was delicious and they're probably ripped as fuck having it's like <laughs> it's like bug fertilizer it's just protein <laughs> and nutrients that you can Damn. pour anywhere usually mixed with milk Bug fertilizer oh. mixed, or yeah, mixed with regular fertilizer, coming straight from the source because they don't shower. Oh. It's pure nutrition for whatever being you decide to pour it on. This is unfortunate. I uh, caught this paragraph at the end. The jam-packed episode also saw Shepard. Here's the thing: I want to say, if I didn't already know Dax Shepard from like comedic roles and like punked, if you told me yeah. this guy was named Dax and all these things about him, I was like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, Total Dax move. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Shepard air or the jam packed episode also saw Shepard air his thoughts on washing your feet with soap, a safety risk in his eyes, which can be circumvented by peeing on your feet. Like a or, vulture? <laughs> Vultures like a, pee on their feet because they eat dead animals and it gets all covered in bacteria. Is that what he's getting it from? I guess so. Or Th- giving Dax them Shepherd a- also eats carrion with his feet. <laughs> <laughs> And all their children. Good just, God. I'm not going to wash my feet. I'm just going to piss on them instead as if I got stung by a jellyfish. What, this is, and what's what's the danger in, in using soap on your feet? Just like slipping in a complicated... Too slippery. Jack <laughs> <laughs> Shepard lives next to an anvil and piano store. <laughs> He's afraid of sliding out his front door like Mr. Magoo. <laughs> he, cut, he cut his child's hand off when he saw a banana in it. Like he is, <laughs> he is slipping hazards not happening. Why are we taking so much hygiene <laughs> advice from the punked guys? <laughs> I don't know. Not I, even Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> I, the I guy who was the mark on punked, basically. Yeah. Well, here's, I think maybe this is why. Uh, they have more money than, you know, we'll probably ever see. And they don't fucking shower. Shower. That That is why I am upset with that. <laughs> That's how they have so much money. They, they save it on showers. Yeah. Gotcha. Somebody help, help help me balance this. My family is dirty. <laughs> I like this tweet that's embedded, which is everything I know about Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard is against my will. <laughs> Honestly, it's true. it's true. We're starting Every- to contribute to that, uh, friendly listeners. But boy, oh boy, I, 
Hollywood drops them on me like a bomb. <laughs> I'm least <laughs> expecting it. I'll be laying outside. Suddenly, Dak Shepard. Oh, no, God. Here's a Hollywood either, stinky couple. Yeah, it's either Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell just being disgusting, or it's Will Smith saying the saddest thing you've ever heard in your entire life. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, the only, that's the only two things that I see in BuzzFeed anymore. <laughs> Will Smith, somebody's got to check on him. <laughs> How's the Fresh Prince doing? <laughs> Uh, they got the second one out now. Um, yikes. That's all I got to say about that. Did you watch it? No. Oh, I don't know. You seemed pretty, uh, I don't know if you can just tell from the previews that it's just like, why would you take Fresh Prince and then make it like a hard drama? It has a decidedly like fun and friendly tone. The Fresh, I I know it has some heavy episodes, but like (laughs) it's mostly about a kid from the inner city moving in with a stuffy family and, and causing all kinds of trouble. Yeah. And then they're like, now it's Riverdale. <laughs> does Carlton even dance? Like that's, that's really like the merit. I think he does. Uh, well, I think, I think the guy who played Carlton like sued for the rights for that dance. Really? Ooh. Good for him. Yeah. I think he lost. Oh, they so, had to use they said, the, the orange shirt kid from Fortnite instead. Well, I think he sued Fortnite is what it was. Oh, because I, I think that. Fortnite put that dance in it and he was like, I think there is some sort of legal precedent for like, if you didn't invent something, but you're known for it. Like if it's your thing, even if like, if it's like something everyone does, but it's kind of your thing, I think you can sue for like copyright by associate, like by sole association, basically. Damn. Okay. I think he lost, but it got him in the news again, which I think is what what the real goal was there. (laughs) Remember Carlton. Yeah. (laughs) Today I learned. Yeah, it's, we're we're an edutainment show. Yeah, must we forget? So, speaking of which, we we got our edutainment section here coming up. an interesting one for you guys. Uh, this is something I've been wanting to do for a little while. I, I, I think the two concepts are, are are pretty well meshed for each other. And that's the idea of like a true crime style podcast, but have it be based on a very silly alien abduction story. So that's what I put together for the, the uh, edutainment section here today. The show and tell. Uh, show and tell. tell. Show and tell. This is the uh, the story of, of David Huggins. You guys, you guys familiar with David Huggins? No. Okay. Well... Yeah. Buckle up because this producer story... Mal is okay. Good. Well, Mal knows we're in for a crazy fucking ride. So our, our resident Florida resident is excited <laughs> for this. Well, this takes place in Georgia, actually. Uh, funnily oh, enough, I'm there. Yeah, on a, on a sweltering hot summer morning in rural Georgia in 1961. On a hot summer night. You know what else happened in 1961? 71. Bay of Pigs. 61. Oh. Bay of Pigs. So crazy shit was it. going on. Uh, Are they related? No, no, I'm just talking about this is what, you know, giving you an idea of what's going around, you know, setting the scene, so to speak. I, I pictured you saying, do you know what happened in 1961? And me in my head real quick singing, we didn't start the fire. Oh, yes, I do know what happened in 1961. <laughs> um, 
So it's a hot summer day. Uh, David Huggins, he's 17 years old. He's the son of a farmer, scrawny, curly hair, never been kissed. Um, God. He would often... Who can relate? <laughs> he would often be seen searching for arrowheads in the area, also attending the local Baptist church. He was very well known. Um, very upstanding kid in this community. Uh, one morning, he decided to go uh, for a swim to cool off in the nearby lake. He took the path from his parents' house. He's tubbing. Through a wood, wooded area. He's going tubbing. Um, he's taken this this path through the wooded area maybe hundreds, thousands of times, maybe 4,000, 5,000 times if I were to estimate. Um out of the corner of his eye, he notices the shape of a woman in the clearing, and it stopped him dead in his tracks. And let me just say, if you're taking a walk through the woods and you see a woman out of the corner of your eye. That his, that his eyes bulge out and his tongue unfurl <laughs> yeah, like a carpet. Pretty much. Pretty he hit himself much. in the head with a hammer a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> so he walks over into the clearing, and this woman steps out into the out from the shadows. And he saw before him a creature with the body of a human woman. The head of a classic gray alien. You know what I'm talking about. Smooth gray skin, giant black saucer, yeah, uh, eyes. Uh, Also, beautiful cascading brown hair. And he looks down and notices that all of his clothes are gone. They've just been completely vaporized. And his eyes are transfixed on this being as she disrobes. And I think we can all assume what happens next. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to describe in detail what happened. She gave birth to Dan Bongino. If, if, if you, the listener are interested in this part, I will say another one of David Huggins virtues is that he is an incredibly talented painter. There is a number of paintings of this being. <laughs> and by the way, he, he affectionately calls this woman Crescent. Just, just so you know, there are, uh, dozens of maybe hundreds uh, of paintings of Crescent of this specific oh event. God. And yet yeah, Will's looking this up right now. Um, but this won't be his only encounter with Crescent. In fact, this wasn't his first encounter with aliens, period. He made first contact with aliens at the age of eight. Little David Huggins. Uh, he was contacted through his mind's eye one afternoon. He was commanded to turn around and walk a good ways before he came face to face with a small, dense, hairy beast with yellow glowing eyes. And as an eight-year-old, it was a lot to process, as you can imagine. Although he mentions at no points during any of his encounters does he feel threatened. So he loves these guys. He loves his little uh, alien. They're uh, his friends. Yeah, they're they're his friends. So the day after his encounter with Crescent, a dozen little gray aliens come running out of the woods, skipping up to David, tugging at his hands like toddlers. And they lead him through the woods to a ship. And out from the ship come large praying mantises, who are the leaders of this race of, of aliens. And uh, just so you know, they like to watch, according to David Huggins. Uh, Crescent follows behind, along with a mass of little gray aliens holding human-alien hybrid babies, up to 50 or 60 of them. And David's like, holy shit. The mantises point at the babies, they point at him, and at that point he knew he was going to be raking it in on Father's Day. He, uh, he fathered 50 to 60 alien children in a single day. So... From then on, uh, there's a lot more stories to tell. Obviously, the mantises, the greys, Crescent, his children, the hairy beasts, they all visit him often still. Um, you can explore them in, in his over 150 paintings that he's created. Uh, there's also a documentary called Love and Saucers, which I probably should have watched. Uh, I will watch that at some point, uh, although maybe not. Uh, How did you not make that documentary? <laughs> I know. I, I feel like I should. Uh 
The best piece of media where I actually first heard about this guy is from Vice TV. They're uh, the show that they, they cancel a lot of fantastic shows. But my favorite show they ever canceled was Danny's House with Danny Brown. Danny Brown, Ron Funches interviewed this guy. And I laughed until I cried. It is the funniest interview I have ever seen. Look it up. Find Danny Brown interviewing David Huggins. Um, good Lord. But um, yeah, so that that's 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 a true crime story for the ages. A, a true intergalactic love story. Um, David Huggins. Tyler, I know Imagine. I've I've given you shit for your your childhood fear of you know classic gray skin aliens um, for most of our friendship. Uh, but I'm looking at these paintings, and this is horrific. It's this is, well, it is like deeply unsettling. I mean, it's horrific, but David looks like he's having a great time in all of them. That's David. <laughs> I know these are probably painted as like, ah, yes, I, I had a great time. But, oh, man. Here he is sucking an alien boob. And he looks like... <laughs> I put that in the chat. Oh. And he just... He's got this look on his face. Oh, you like, found one. I can't one. believe oh, it's well. happening, but he's Good. thrilled about it. God almighty. Uh, yeah, look it up. If you just Google his name, David Huggins... You will find paintings. We're probably not going to. Maybe we'll repost it on our Twitter page. Maybe not. But yeah, uh, we will. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's some the fun ones where he's, they're not sexy. There's some <laughs> fun ones weird. where he's flying around with uh, little aliens and stuff. But there are some, shall we say, loots. Yeah. Here's one of him <laughs> on the bottom. We shall say. <laughs> And a lot of these paintings, the mantises are just chilling in the background watching. And that's... Yeah. that's... Oh, here's the small hairy man. Yeah. I found that one. He's like a Bloodborne character. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him at all. <laughs> um, I mean, here's the thing. If your thing is going to be, I had sex with an alien. <laughs> that's going to be your thing. Oh, it's got to be like, it happened once in the 70s when I was a teenager. It yeah. can't be they regularly visit me. <laughs> yeah. Because, David, you'd think someone would have caught wind of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, if, if David came up to me and was like, oh, yeah, they visit me to this day, my first response was, would be bring me to her. So. <laughs> Let me meet Crescent. <laughs> Is there like, a if say, like, Mr. Crescent? <laughs> <laughs> it's him. <laughs> I guess that's true. If he'd said, like, oh, yeah, back before cameras, an alien came to Earth with a mantis and a little hairy man, and we all got freaky, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, all right, I guess I can't prove it. But if this old guy, I've seen a picture of him, checks out. Uh, <laughs> if Mary Crescent mistook him for one of their own, um, was like, oh, yeah, aliens visit me regularly, I'd be like, all right, let's get you a glass of water. <laughs> Sit down. This, is, this just takes, like, Go the back whole, to playing like... Wee bowling. I have a girlfriend, but she goes to a different school uh, trope to a new level, man. It's like, yeah, I lost my virginity last summer, uh, but you wouldn't. Yeah, she was an know, alien. She was an alien. Her name was, he's looking around like and he happens much. to be in like a, a fucking grocery store and he sees the Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. He's like, her name was uh, Crescent. And we boned all the time. It was great. <laughs> Crescent, looks like he Crescent looks like he tried to paint Shelley Duvall. <laughs> Oh, it's that it's mostly the haircut but crescent the very looks slender like, face is not doing any non-shelly duval favors here <laughs> crescent looks like either like uh, a member of death from above or jack white or kasabian it looks like just like an indie boy if you told me oh yeah this is tame impala's new thing i'll be like oh yeah i get it 
Never. I like this guy. This yeah. is a good guy. Yeah, he's yeah. not hurting anyone. This is fine. Whatever. He's not hurting anyone. He's just, oh, man, here's a couple who went for Halloween as David and Crescent. <laughs> oh, boy. Phenomenal couple costume. And they've painted their own version of the, the meeting with the mantis watching. <laughs> and oh, that's so good. I'm posting this in the chat, too. Oh, Mal posted an uh, amazing painting in the Radish channel on uh, IndieSource.com slash Discord called uh, Guys Chat, and it's three uh, or four little aliens around a bed watching him sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that is very us. Yep. That's a classic David S. Huggins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, uh, shit, I guess if, if you want to know more, Google his paintings. Go check out the documentary, Love and Saucers. I definitely recommend checking out the episode of Danny's House. Um, because he also, it's it's a whole alien theme episode. Him and ASAP Rocky uh, take a look at pictures of aliens and decide whether or not that they would do them. So it's funny. It's 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 a good old Danny Brown time. So um, anything else from, from Who's you Who's the sexiest alien that you guys think? Ooh. I know my answer. All right. We, might have, we, might have we say it on three. Okay. Okay. One. One. Two. two Three. Three. The alien from Arrival. Oh. I was gonna say the the lady alien from Men in Black Two. Uh that's yeah, that's fair. Alf. Alf is number one. That's one hundred percent. That's just Hello, everyone. My name is Griffin Reynolds. And I'm BJ Guest. And we are the hosts of The Best Palcast. It's a show where two best friends discuss video games, movies, TV, and everything in between, such as... The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who would win in a fight? Samwise Gamgee? Psh. Or Axel Foley? Yes. <laughs> and we even have guests like Andrew Gebbia and Alex Melton. If this sounds like a rip-roaring good time to you, then swing on by. We have new episodes that drop every Wednesday. And we record live on twitch.tv slash thebestpalcast on Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We hope to see you there. Um, all right. That's enough alien talk for a Tyler episode. I'm getting a little spooked. So let's move on to um, our spooked. final... Our final segment here, so... Uh, Ever? Final segment of all time, everybody. We're ending on this one. This is the <laughs> least rated episode of Radish, talking about alien sex. <laughs> no so, other episode uh, is going to have a final segment. It's just going to end on the third. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to be the final. The last episode of Swadish. We're all having a stroke. This is what it's going to be. Um, yeah. I'm hypnotized by Crescent's eyes. <laughs> that sounds like a, a Tame Impala song. So hypnotized by Crescent's eyes is a Todd Rundgren album. Yes, <laughs> uh, a little game called Elfin Ring came out uh, th- this past few days. Uh, you it's know, a really tiny ring based on the <laughs> J.R.R. Tolkien franchise of the same name. Yep, J. Rolkin Rolkin Tolkien wrote it. Um, Jolkin Rolkin Rolkin Tolkien. Rolkin Rolkin Tolkien made Elden Ring. That's right. Uh, you know the game that pretty much everybody's playing right now. Um, an open world from software game. Will literally had to set an alarm to remind himself to record this podcast because he was told, so enwrapped in playing Elden Ring. I told Tyler when I got on, you know, I like you guys because I stopped playing Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> this stupid show when I could be. I just found a cave full of crystals that has the gems I need to upgrade my meteorite sword. I will be taking no questions. It's the best game I've played in forever. It's so good. I could. We didn't do good stuff, but like, oh, my God, right. what a great that. game. Sorry, guys. 
Uh, it's we, fine. We skipped over. Good we'll get stuff. to it. But uh, yeah, we're yeah. gonna get to Elden Ring. I don't want to spoil anything because I don't think anything's set in stone. But we're gonna have an Indiesaurus podcast host on Radish to talk about Elden Ring at some point here in the next few weeks. So uh, it's gonna get lit. But um, not all of us are playing Elden Ring. I will say it's not my cup of tea. Elden Ring, I feel like from software games to me is like lifting weights. It's too heavy. So <laughs> I'm I'm passing. Uh, but I, figure- I have to. Uh- I'm using all of my Elden Ring FOMO to power me playing through Breath of the Wild, which is what it's been compared to over and over, and also Bloodborne. And I feel like I need to beat, you know, someone in Bloodborne uh, in, before I start picking up <laughs> Elden Ring. That's fair. Yeah, I will say, if anyone, if any listeners, any producers out there are hesitant on Elden Ring, I will say that um, the the combat is just as difficult as the other FromSoft games but it gives you so many options to overcome it. Like the other games, it was basically a hallway with a guy at the end you had to fight. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't good enough, you had to basically get good. Yeah. <laughs> this, if the guy at the end of the hallway is too hard, there's an entire open world. You can go out and over. I was, I, I got absolutely spanked by a boss, went out, explored, fought some little mini bosses, fought some guys, got a better weapon, came Met back, Crescent. destroyed him. Met Crescent. Met Crescent. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> Two hours later, came back and wiped the floor with Biblically me. new so, present. <laughs> with your 50 to 60 alien children. Um, I, I, I summon imps. That's my character. I, nice. I, I did a, uh, a Fushigoro Jujutsu Kaisen character, and I just summon various spirit animals to fight for me while I shoot them with spells from afar. That nice. rules. That does roll. And we're certainly not knocking Elden Ring. Um, of course, it's going to be at the top of many people's game of the year lists. But game I figured... Game. Yeah, I figured... In celebration, we could, us and maybe the producers in the chat, can come up with the perfect Radish-style open-world video game. Skyrim. All right. That's the end of the episode, everybody. (laughs) It's Skyrim, but in Florida. We put it on phones. (laughs) (laughs) Our video game is like that one Call of Duty game they released for the N-Gage that you had to ask your mom. So down. I loved those phone games, which I'm sure I would rather put my finger in a pencil sharpener than play them. <laughs> but I remember playing the 300 one on my phone and being like, hell yeah, I'm playing a video game at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being out and about just playing with my mom's phone. like, hey, can I get Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, please, mom? It was just the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just scroll. No, I like Sean. I like your Skyrim, but in Florida, you just don't really change anything but the setting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was it's, thinking about this. I was like, if we're gonna set the Radish game anywhere spiritually, it belongs no place else but Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna have possums everywhere if you're not already playing a possum. Um, it's got it like you know, skunk ape. The okay. you got I, skunk I, I ape. You might play as Radford, like a Klonoa style possum. You got you got Disney World as a level. You got the Everglades as a level. You got you Disney. Got you got you know probably Pensacola. a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville there. You probably have an Emeralds like airport restaurant. I I, I pictured Emerald as like the uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, Dushambo, the the fucking the dead chef in Ratatouille. Um, I don't think his name was Dushambo. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was Gusto. Gascon- <laughs> Gascogne. It was Father Gascogne. Uh, Dushambo. 
Duchambeau is the greatest and this, name. And this ever little Duke is, is when the, 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 the stroke officially kicks in from Duchambeau. Ru- you just start sounding uh, Cajun. Uh, but I feel check, like, you know. Check check to see if your stove is connected properly. <laughs> it's an electric stove, I hope. Um, but, you know, you've got Emerald as like kind of like a, a spirit guide for you, as he is with all of us. God rest his soul. Um, Peace. I think the three of us would probably be NPCs and giving some pretty fucking ridiculous quests yeah. in this game. I'd be, I'd be an endgame boss. <laughs> you have to kill Will in the end. That's like the JRPG element. Yeah, and then then you, but then like I don't. You kill. You beat me in the boss fight, but I'm not dead, and you just have to like hit me with your sword over and over again to like <laughs> to finish it. And it's like really sad. <laughs> You're, you're like I, with, you're like Whitney from Pokemon Gold. They they beat you the first time and you cry and run away and just make it super hard for you to be able to go and find you and finish the damn thing. I also have a mill tank that has rollout. <laughs> <laughs> what if you died and God said you can now play as Luigi? <laughs> all your all your little collectibles are like past show and tells. So you know you find like physical objects, like manga volumes, Criterion editions fucking records and albums and some books here and there. Um, Here's the thing. I don't think there should be any combat. That's my, that's my hot take. I think you should just be, be a guy in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) It should be like real judging by the way you life talking uh, tonight. It it could be just a Sims game and you have to try and understand what the hell we're saying. He's saying if, hot top if, to me. I don't know what he's trying I think, to say. I think with the added element that the main character has been alive forever and is really just looking for a way out, like trying to unlock, um, you know, just how to be able to die. Die. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let me die. The game. <laughs> it, it will be the first video game with like embedded streaming services available because obviously you're going to meet down Mr. Netflix. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I yeah, forgot John with all the names. inside polls today, all the inside jokes, uh, Hank Hulu. I forgot his name. Uh, Disney plus Disney plus Duchambeau. Um, <laughs> you're going to meet all these people and they're like, you want to watch Hawkeye? And you go, I suppose so for, you know, 50,000. Mm. But you have to watch it in real time. You can't skip it. Exactly. Like this <laughs> you becomes have to watch your new all of Licorice Pizza. Exactly. The, we're gonna beat we're gonna beat Metal Gear Solid 4 for the longest cutscene for the entirety of Licorice Pizza being <laughs> Just cut watch scene. Licorice Pizza. Yeah, I think you should you should have to go to a drive thru and they should like make a weird comment about your shirt and you have to there's like quick time events of like yeah. how do I interact with this? Mm-hmm. Um I think there's maybe there maybe there should be combat, but like if you're in combat, something's gone terribly wrong. Like if you're in combat, <laughs> yeah. you failed everything else, and now you have to fight someone. <laughs> I think the only combat should be uh, your actual like part-time job where you earn in-game currency is where you go and wait somewhere, and someone kind of pays you to bring you into a back alley and and beat the shit out of you. Like that's <laughs> like there's no way to fight back. Uh, you Very can you can a button punches, but it never really connects. Uh, kind of like kind of like in a dream, it's, like you're punching it's as really much bad as you can. form. <laughs> you can't really run away. Yeah. The, the the villain in this game, there's multiple villains for the various levels, but I think one of the villains is the evil kid nation nation. <laughs> yeah, the evil kid nation nation. Jafar. Uh, um, Jafar. Some get, other people. You get some night times. <laughs> you get some dream sequences that are like run by the Shondering, and you have to, you know, break through Gabriel's grip from Malignant. Uh, Crescent. 
I feel you have to, you know, get through Crescent, get through. Health potion. Um, health potion is feet chicken. Very Castlevania. You have to eat yeah, whole, sure. whole feet chicken. Mana potion. Getting real bath water. <laughs> uh, the currency should be like cosigns. That's what the, like the dollars are called. It's like, oh, yes, I cosign this. Like, here you go, cosign. Um, I think, I think it should good. be wet U.S. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's still U.S. dollars, but it's just made clear that it's damp. <laughs> it's just it's like a regular dollar. But like, it's just really wet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just your um, whole pocket just... Producer Mal says, is Boy Brian an item? Boy Brian is an item. Boy Brian is kind of OP. You get like a couple of them per game. That is like 10,000 XP right there. It comes. It's a co-op item. Yeah, it comes, you know, in like the Pokemon games where you can go and like um, make little curries and stuff for your Pokemon and play with your Mm. Pokemon and stuff. You get the Boy Brian after Tubbin. It's a special (laughs) side game where uh, you and the boys. Here's an interesting little twist, I think. Tyler, you reminded me. What if instead of like we're all characters that you meet in the game what if we're like little characters that you collect and then you have your three Ooh, maybe you get a starter you oh, we're, we're pokemon <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you have <laughs> you to have choose to your starters and we're your companion throughout the whole thing and it's like oh okay. i want to take the 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 sad art movie uh track i'm gonna i'm gonna pick sean or i'm gonna pick the the fucking sweet you know west coast living alien frightened uh the way of track. the blade track. the way of the blade with tyler and How am I not the way of the blade? <laughs> Tyler just I am the host of this podcast that is known for blades. <laughs> if you want a sick yellow motorcycle and you want to be able to speak Japanese conversationally, you choose Will. That's fine. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay, yeah. Uh, Mal's on the same page as me. Who beats who? Uh, the traditional weapon triangle oh. of Pokemon is that your rival will pick the opposite. This is the end of the pick. episode here. <laughs> <laughs> this is the end of the series. Oh, you could pick. You could pick Sean. You can pick Tyler. You could pick Will, or you could pick Scyther. <laughs> Scyther beats all of us. Obviously, yeah, Scyther wins. Scyther is the 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 emerald platinum version. What have you? Yeah. Oh, this is. I don't know about this hierarchy. I think. I think I'm fire type, but I think I my final form is firefighting. Mm. Tyler's earth type for sure. Earth grass, grass type. Yeah. Grass grass type. Um, Sean's a water type. I'll take Ugh. water type. Water and ghost type. Because, yeah, water and ghost type. Because I cry a lot. Your final form has two. And I like ghosts. And and you've died. And I've died. Tyler becomes grass and fairy. (laughs) (laughs) I would say Tyler becomes grass and psychic. Uh, He's a psych major. But but fairy, he could beat dragons. (laughs) I am known for beating dragons. I'm the host of the show that's known for beating dragons. (laughs) So... I think psychic's fair. I think psychic's fair. Okay. So, Will, that puts you at what? Fire and fighting Fight. type? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Right. That's pretty good. And I don't know. Maybe at the okay. end, you could still collect all three of us. Uh, anything else? Any any other last minute additions to this video game that's surely going to do better than Elden Ring? Um, the trees are going to look ace. Oh, God. Let me tell you that. We have all so of trees, trees. science physics. Yeah. Grass physics throughout. For sure. <laughs> Touch grass all you want. Yeah. <laughs> Touch grask. Touch some grask. Touch yeah, I do think I do think it being a being a Pokemon style game is very good because you start off with us, yeah. but you eventually you do get you get Popeye, you get Tony the Tiger, you get Scyther. Theodore Roosevelt. And these are you get Theodore, Yeah, these are yeah. all people you encounter in the wild and have to subdue and catch. And it's not like Pokemon. You have to subdue Theodore Roosevelt <laughs> by any means necessary. 
Yeah. He's a hard one to do. Look at San Juan Hill. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's many different routes you can go down that are. I feel like you could probably you do Theodore. I'm not going to try to get the strategy guide for the game, but he could probably do Theodore Roosevelt. If you just saw him like a Charlie XCX music video. <laughs> yeah. Or just he's, get... he's bullet resistant is, is the thing. Exactly. Canon. You have to mesmerize him. You have to use like psychic abilities. This is good. He's bull moose type. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. This is good. This game Freak okay. hit us up. Yeah. yeah. Um, game Let's Freak. Hire this man. <laughs> Rockstar. Rock any of you? Hit us up. Oh. Oh, God. Rockstar no, style. Not horses. G- GTA style. We could switch between the three of us at any point in time. No, that reminds me. in the me. middle of a fucking city. Like Cloud similar, City in Nebu. Similar to how uh, uh, Death Stranding had that brief partnership with Monster Energy. We have a partnership with Rockstar Energy. Damn. And Omaha Steaks. And, and Omaha, Omaha Steaks. steaks. <gasps> you can all we could all wear Tyler's hoodie. <sighs> oh, sorry, I read this for that. Mal asked, "Are we? Are, are there horses?" Um, no, we don't know what they. Look I think like. horse. <laughs> I think yeah, there's horses, but they're drawn from memory. Yeah, <laughs> the horses are not drawn by reference. There's no horses. There's no ketchup. Mm-mm. Better not be. <laughs> this is a ketchup swamp you have to wade through it does, it does poison damage <laughs> okay uh, okay why don't we wrap this up boys let's put a nice bow on things yeah, wrap um, it up. put a bow on it send it out by Christmas coming out in holidays 2024 I'm going to ask for the radish video game which you're going to get Lee Carvalho's putting challenge <laughs> ball is in the guy at the parking. game store said this is the, this is the one everyone wanted <laughs> Um, Lee Carvalho's podcast challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! There you go. That's it. Hot top. Jesus. Hot top. Um, okay, I've been Tyler. You can find me online at Tyler from Radish. You can find the podcast online at Radish Pod. You can find the Discord online indiesaurus.com slash Discord. Also, subscribe to our Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash radishpod. I feel like I haven't plugged that lately. Um, we're doing this show live as much as we can. Uh, we're doing TikTok. Uh, TikTok, TikTok cicaded. Uh, we're trying every two weeks. We'll see. Uh, maybe next week we'll, we'll get back on. We're going to put those up on YouTube at some point too. Uh, but definitely show up for those. Those are yeah. a hell of a time. We had a, a really, really good time in the last one. So yeah, join us for that. I'm Will from online. You can find me at Will from online. <laughs> I'm Sean. You can find me at that Sean Barry on Twitter and Sean M. Barry everywhere else. Nice. Uh, we, we got a good one. In Tyler's Tournament of Champions. Today. I'm excited. Should we, we should have finished 30 minutes ago to, to get into this. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um, we'll see. We'll see. So in one corner, we have Joan of Arc, the literal Joan of Arc. Um, Saint of France led uh, France into battle 16 times, won 16 out of 16 times. Master of the sword. Um, no, I'm going real. Actual Joan of Arc that exists. Yeah, she's in Finna Pirate Prince. Oh, is she? Herself. Okay, then we'll yeah, use the feats from major, there too. Um, a major plot point. <laughs> is, is she good in it? Like, is she like super? Sword? She's long dead, but she's like the she's you know she's she plays into it. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So we got jo- Joan of Arc in one corner. In the second corner, we have Krillin. It's Krillin. Why do you think it's Krillin? Because Krillin is canonically the strongest human on Earth. Really? Yes, Krillin. I believe Krillin is stronger than everyone who's not from from like Namek or uh, from. Where's what it? plants Goku from? I don't. Saiyan? Yeah, something like Sa- that. He's, somebody, he's, yeah, Krillin, Krillin, Krillin's a jobber, no doubt about it. Krillin can get beat by by Frieza or Raditz or whoever, mm-hmm. but Krillin hey, against us. any mortal person is going to win. <laughs> mm. 
But Joan yeah. of Arc's blessed by God. It. She's a saint. You get a you get yeah, a seventeen year old a bit touched in the head versus a, a, a strong tiny man. She's got she's got up faith, um, like status in in her. But her she daughter. didn't train at Kame House. No, she just trained in France, defending her home. Krillin trained alongside Goku, and at one point almost beat him. Joan of Arc a beat, long, long time ago beat Goku. What <laughs> was this? Joan of Arc at one point in time was the most powerful person on the planet, and Goku decided to challenge her. <laughs> That's almost funny. I think <laughs> Joan of Arc take like beheading the leader of the opposite side, and then Goku coming down from. Hey, I heard that you were the hardest fighter on earth. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> he's, got the, he's got the halo. <laughs> Producer Big Beard Bruce says, how is everyone? I don't know. We're sitting here debating whether or not Krillin could lose to a dead woman. Well, she's alive. Saint. Well, Krillin's dead too, but he comes back in a pinch. <laughs> <Krillin's>... <laughs> Krillin has been revived so many times. So has Joan of Arc. Has she? I don't know. I'm just trying was to make burned this more at the stake. And uh Yeah, was Krillin burned that. at the stake? Probably. He was killed by Piccolo Sr. and came back. <laughs> it's a fate worse than being burned at the stake. <laughs> yeah, he was killed by a and that, at that point they weren't even from Namek. They were just demons at that point in the comic. <laughs> As a last Catholic. He was killed by a demon. <laughs> they left a note on that said demon on his body. <laughs> Joan of Arc beat all of the back, like, twice since then. <laughs> As a last Catholic, I feel really bad that I can't counter Will's extensive Dragon Ball knowledge with my extensive Saint knowledge, <laughs> Joan of Arc knowledge. Uh, oh, Joan of Arc beat the androids. She, I mean, Joan of Arc beat Krillin's wife, so now he has a cause. <laughs> I think this, is, this has got to be Krillin all the way, man. I don't know. I think Twitter is going to say otherwise. It's Krillin by a mile. I think the only French person who could take any Dragon Ball Z character is Gerard Depardieu. That's the oh. only one who has it like a has a, a chance against. He would definitely beat Krillin. I think he might have a hard time with Cell, but apart from that, <laughs> he could take going for Krillin Cell. Um, he couldn't beat Perfect Cell. He could beat Imperfect Cell. What, what about all three Musketeers versus Krillin? Dead immediately. That's just candy bars. What about all three Mouseketeers versus Krillin? I think they're like eighteen. Is, is Ryan Reynolds involved? <laughs> Not Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Yes. Ooh, it's tough. Because <laughs> Krillin was a Mouseketeer. <laughs> Krillin and JT. Ryan Gosling, Britney Spears, Annette Finicello, Krillin. <laughs> that needs to be the album art. Krillin in front of all of the Disney Mouse ears on. <laughs> okay, gang. We'll see. We'll see what Twitter says. Twitter agreed with us last week on our fight of um, yeah, no Captain shit. Jack Sparrow versus... Scyther. What? Okay. Here's the, if had only one Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out, I think it'd be a closer, a closer <laughs> match. I need to start setting the stage more. Like the watering down of Jack Sparrow really hurt his odds against Scyther. I mean, he was screwed from the start, but I think it'd have been closer. Yeah. Yep. Well, maybe one of these days I'll come up with a less one-sided tournament fight, but you have to do something that we don't have. Uh, we only have a vague understanding of. I yeah, want to sports. Like, the lead about guy, this? the lead guy from Gargoyle versus Shrek. Like, I think that would be a pretty good matchup. Who's the lead guy from Gargoyle? John. Gargoyle. No. His name is Gary. 
What is his name? I can I can hear his voice. Yeah, um, because it's voiced by my uh, hmm. Baphomet. Goliath. Goliath. That's right. Oh, Goliath from yeah, Gargoyles. He's voiced by Keith David. Yeah, oh, that's a good voice. That's I just finished nice Tim Burns Jazz. It's a good voice. We should end. We're about to get into a new fight. All yeah. right. Well, uh, Keith David. Keith David wins that fight. <laughs> him and the Gargoyles. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I've seen him beat Roddy Piper in an alley. Nice. All right. Well, I think that's where we'll leave it today. Everybody, make sure to lock your doors. Don't go walking in the woods at any point in time. Could come face to face. Oh, I mean, unless you're into it. Um, other yeah, than that. Uh, but, uh, he's having a great time. He Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>